May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Instagram was just lit up last week with pictures of the footballer Roberto Firmino being baptized in a swimming pool. I don't know if you saw them, but um, as he entered the water, Firmino was handed a microphone and he said, Jesus is love. No explanation, just believe it. Just believe and feel the Holy Spirit. And in the caption on Instagram, Firmino said, I give you my failures and the victories I will give you too. My greatest title is your love, Jesus. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. New time. Quite extraordinary. And the pictures were really beautiful, showing the footballer with a, a shining, joyful face and the absolute widest of smiles. And the love that came back from footballers and fans of many different teams was huge. What a moment of transformation, a conversion, though not the kind that's usually talked about in football. I wonder if St. Paul's face shone in a similar way as he lay sprawled in the dust of the road to Damascus. You might remember the vivid and powerful description in Acts 9 of that dramatic moment when Paul encountered the risen Lord and understood that he was completely dependent on God. And as he decided to make sense of his whole life, past, present, and future, in the light of this incredible event. John has chosen the readings that we just heard, especially for this evening's service, as we mark together the beginning of a new chapter of ministry here. And he chose some of the words that St. Paul wrote to the Philippian community, because I think he saw that they are a great rule of life. Paul, even in the direst circumstances, continues to implore his people to do the right thing and absolutely put their trust in God. As a congregation, you've been discerning God's presence in your community and working out what sort of a church you are called to be. As you now do that together, John, with Sophie, all of you here, and many more in the parish beyond, it's great to be reminded that God can suddenly and powerfully intervene in our lives, make us remember that we belong to him and that we are completely dependent upon him. And maybe another thing that we can learn from St. Paul is that actually this whole process of transformation doesn't always happen in a single amazing moment. Conversion takes work over time, and maybe that's reassuring. We might never have had that moment of blinding light or sudden understanding. John might be sitting here now feeling his own inadequacy and worrying about whether he'll be a good vicar for you. You might be sitting here wondering what kind of congregation he's going to discover you are, and whether he'll mind that you too are very much a work in progress. I guess we're all hoping that the Holy Spirit will show up really soon. <laughs> and that's okay. St. Paul's conversion might have started with the catalyst of a really incredible moment on the road to Damascus, but it was actually a lifelong process. 
he had any number of moments of personal, smaller revelation and encounter with the Holy Spirit. He also had to work at his faith with others in community, even when they didn't always get on very well, and sometimes form and shape his views through quite heated discussion. So St. Paul's conversion wasn't something that happened in an instant, but was actually made up of a whole lifetime of decisions and choices. That process shaped him, and it's also shaped our church. I think we know that life in any community can be quite challenging, and life in a church is no different. The Church of England has its own tensions at the moment about how scripture is read and interpreted around human gender and sexuality, around what its place is in global Christianity. And the church also has its own points of failure in its failure to welcome gay and lesbian Christians as it should, in its shameful cover-up of safeguarding offences committed even by some of its own bishops. We are a church very much in need of conversion so that we know our complete dependence on God and also so that we acknowledge together as a community that we need to keep working at it, saying sorry when we've gone wrong, learning from each other, being open and generous in disagreement. We need to bring each other back to the God who made us, who loves us, who sometimes weeps at our stupidity, and who sets us back on our feet when we're sprawling, bewildered in the dust. Today is just one step for all of us on the path of conversion. It's a really important step for all of you with John, because you're committing to make this journey together from now on. Today, you don't get given all the answers or an instruction manual on how to be a Christian or how to be the vicar of St. Luke's. What you do get, though, is the fellowship of all the saints and footballers of all teams who are also walking in faith and fellowship here with each other, a group of people who all know that they're completely dependent on God and who are seeking to shape their lives around the example of Jesus Christ. They are beautiful and wise, those words of St. Paul to the community of the Philippians. After encouraging them to grow in gentleness, in prayer, and asking and depending on God, he says, Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The most important words for me in St. Paul's advice are these three words, keep on doing. He knows that when the gospel message of Jesus Christ does its life-changing work in people's hearts, it isn't just a flash-in-the-pan religious experience that might then fade away with the passing of time. If there's genuine faith in the risen Jesus, if there's genuine loyalty to him as king, then this can only be because the living God has worked through the gospel in people's hearts. And God always finishes what God has started. 
to St. Paul is asking us to keep at it and together as a community. I know that together you want to make a difference beyond the walls of your church building. You want to make partnerships with other people who are seeking the common good and ensure that the lost, the least and the broken can receive help. I know that you want to be a community that serves. As you do that, it's okay also to be a community that knows that it's a work in progress. If you know that, then you'll also be a community that depends on God and a community that keeps on doing with God. So people of St. Luke's Church, in this new chapter of ministry, St. Paul's message for you on your journey together is quite simple. Work at being joyful and gentle in a way that celebrates God's presence within you in the whole of creation. Work at it. If you go wrong, come back and say sorry. If you fall out, find a way back into relationship. Go out and serve others. Come back and learn together some more. Go out and work at it again. Know that you are a work in progress, but keep on doing. Keep on doing. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen.